Hello and welcome to our show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Today, I have a very special guest, Nicholas King. Nicholas King is an investor, expert, corporate advisor, and helps in strategic business development in building companies to IPO or trade exit. He helps to raise capital building companies, both as an investor and solution provider. Nicholas has 30 years of experience in investing, building companies, real estate property development, corporate advisor, management consultant, mergers and acquisition hedge fund. He's also an expert in cryptocurrency transactions platform, global wellness and medical ecosystem, enabling people around the world to access affordable personalized healthcare by leading talented team of technology and health-focused entrepreneurs. The medical platform allows practitioners, scientists, and medical researchers to access global technology to ensure they get world's best practice. He also focused on green, sustainable art project. He had his education from Harvard University, Fund Ministry, and University of Wollongong. He is based out of Sydney, New South Wales. So help me to welcome today, Nicholas King. Hey, Nicholas, thank you for joining in today and accepting my request to be interviewed with me. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Priya. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's been an honor and pleasure to you know get your appointment and time. I know you are a busy person. So uh, Lovely to be here, Priya. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So what, what my question, before we start and jump onto the question, I would like to ask you how this whole journey started. You know, how you... My journey or this interview? <laughs> yeah. um, I suppose my journey. Um, I started in property. I realized I had a gift in selling. I won't go into too much detail, but after 20 years of selling and reaching the uh, to the top of my industry, a lady that I interviewed um, said to me, you should be a hedge fund manager. I, wow. said, what a good, I said, what a good idea. And um, I thought about it for about a week. And then I started researching like mad. And I had to really study very, very hard. That was way back in about 2008, the GFC, because right. I'd been tr trading equities anyway. I'd been a huge fan of Warren Buffett. I'd been investing since 1993. Um, it, was, it was a logical choice because I was already a property, and, property investor, property development expert. So really, with my equities background, it made sense to uh, run a hedge fund. Right, right. So as a venture capitalist and angel uh, investor, what are your, uh, the kind of companies that you normally focus on? And what are the principles yeah. that guide your invest investments? Well, to be honest with you, every year we do an assessment. Okay, so I do a macroeconomic assessment of the, of the themes around the world. Right. So I, stu I study the best um, hedge fund managers, best VCs around the world. I do a lot of research before we make a decision as to the asset classes. So every, every year we update that. So in the last two years, we invested in BC, mm -hmm. uh, BTC, which was, um, which was Bitcoin. We invested in Tesla. We invested in precious metals. And, and it was a very concentrated portfolio. And the family offices and hedge funds think I'm a hero. But really, I was a bit lucky, to be honest. Okay? So now, since the... Since the COVID-19, yes. uh, now it's been much more difficult. Okay? Right. COVID-19, the obvious call with COVID-19 was medicine. Mm. So I immediately said, okay, biomed, med tech are a must. Mm. So, so I immersed myself in that and focused on not only developing projects, but also investing in projects. And I got a lot of um, investors around the world interested because of my profile. So 
Medtech's a no-brainer. Right. Um, I have had um, some experience with Biomed um, with, with a company called Neurotez. Um, it's a good story here, very quick one. Um, they gave me seven shares to be mm. an advisor. And I thought, oh, okay, that's nice. Didn't put any money down. But guess what happened a few years later? I stuck with it. A few years later, they split 10,000 times. So I thought, you know what? This Biomed area, I like it. I got an infinity return on my equity, no yeah. money down, and I've got 70,000 shares. Thank you very much. Mm. Anyway, mm. so to answer your question, there's also other areas. Now, mm. I've done quite a lot of research around the macroeconomic themes mm. and areas like the following. I picked rare earth because um, I could see that there was going to be a growing right. demand for rare earth and China would probably restrict its supply. Right. So rare earth, Australia is one of the largest producers and, and the US and, and you know, some of the major companies around the world like Samsung and Apple are going to have huge demand for that amongst others like Tesla. Right. So rare earth was a no-brainer. I also picked uranium. The reason being is uranium was a classic, what I call fallen, fallen asset class. Mm-hmm. So it's an asset class that was overlooked about mm-hmm. 12 months ago. Since then, it's, it's rallied very, very well. Right. Um, obviously, tech. Reason I'm so interested in tech is clearly we're in a boom. We're in a buy now, pay later boom. We're in a fintech boom. We're in a regtech boom. We're basically in a tech boom. So it wasn't difficult between um, picking asset classes that are overlooked mm-hmm. and also getting into the what I call the new new thing. The new new thing is when you're you're in a um, a, a new industry that's disruptive. A, a good example was electric vehicles back in 2009 when right. I was approached it with Tesla. That, for right. example. So yeah. at the moment, the asset classes I've outlined to you mm-hmm. for the moment. Right, right. So it's very interesting that you are bringing, like, we can see there are a lot of growth happening, especially in this crisis time that tech is actually, uh, like, we, we realize that if we can't ignore it anymore. We have to embrace as much as possible. And there are a lot of startups coming up across the world. We have, we can see these, these changes is happening. It's very interesting that you actually uh, took that opportunity the moment it come without delaying and you jumped into straight away medic, medical tech, whatever is booming up in last one year. So your adoption to the new environment was very fast. How do you feel about it? Well, really, that's what I'm paid to do. Um, that's my expertise. I, I get a gut feeling about the new, new thing. I mean, when blockchain, when blockchain first came out, um, they thought I was an expert. Why? Because right. I was one of the first bit persons in it. And I read, read like mad of cryptocurrency blockchain. And, and there were all these people like yourself wanting to interview me many years ago uh, because I was an early adopter. So what right. I do is a lot of reading. I'm, I'm looking into futuristic stuff. I'm trying to it's a combination of a lot of reading, a gut feeling, experience, and looking at trends. So I look at some of the smartest people around the world, the Elon Musks of the world, the Bill Gates, the you know Jeff Bezos, people like that, they're, they're cutting edge. They, they know where it's going. You, you watch where the money's going. You look at someone, someone like um, Andreessen, um, you know, Horowitz Andreessen. These guys are, are really clever. Um, Sequoia, they, these private equity and VC firms, very, very clever at getting into the new, new thing. Clubhouse is a good example. The Clubhouse and F, F, NFT booms yeah. are, are classic examples of fast-moving markets in the United States. Mm-hmm. What I do is I, I have my finger on the pulse and I'm thinking, okay, if it's booming in the States, it's bound to come to Australia eventually. It's bound to come to India. It's bound to go to China. 
Yeah. Um, China at the moment, artificial intelligence all over it, been all over it for years. Yeah. Why? It's a, it's the future. So um, after a while, when you're focused on something, you get momentum, you get expertise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that brings you to my next question. You are working on a several green projects. Could you tell us a bit about them and what motivates you to focus on that sector? Yeah. Look, that's a, a sector that I, I see um, as very, very important for the future of, of our, you know, for our kids and their environment. Obviously, I've got concerns about global warming, got concerns about um, carbon emissions, uh, got, got some concerns about um, renewable energy in yes. the sense that we don't want to be using lots of energy that's polluting. Yeah. We want to be more efficient. We just have to look at how coal has um, slowed down, okay? So on a personal level, I thought, you know what, I can combine these two. I can combine this amazing boom in transfer of funds all around the world, this fintech boom, with technology and, yeah. and, and with environmental technology. So what I did was I went, okay, what are the areas that are growing? Okay, what's the U.S. government doing? What are their trends? How is the U.S. government backing it? Well, Biden's had all his announcements around green energy. Um, and I've looked into things like hydrogen. I've looked into um, renewable energy and, and technology around this. Um, yeah. I'm associated with a Scandinavian firm that's very, very into um, gaming, for example. So I'm applying gaming to, um, to the environment. So I suppose to answer, answer your question, First of all, we break it into the different sectors of, of green. Right. What are, what are they? First of all, there's things like carbon capture. Yeah. And why is that important? Because we're still, places like India and, and China are still very much using coal. Places like Australia are still very much exporting coal. While it's come off, we need to deal with carbon emissions. How are they, how are they stored? How are they trapped? So obviously that's a growth area. So yeah. that's one, one we're investing in. Another one is... I'm, I'm associated with a multi-billion-dollar uh, fund that that is um, coming out of Europe. This yeah. fund has spent ten years in planning in this space, so they are cutting edge with wind, with solar, all the latest technologies. Um, Europe is a world leader in technology in yeah. the in the renewable energy space. So my my family offices and European contacts in this space have been extremely helpful. So right. it's, about, it's about finding where the best technology is, backing it, and only backing it a small amount to start with. And then when we see the companies growing, well-managed, um, scaling well, we start to get heavier. And so I move, if you like, from my current um, billionaire backers uh, to our VC, to our hedge fund, et cetera. Um, yeah. the, the billionaire backers are a part of a European reserve banking um, uh, platform. Um, what they, the money is Saudi money mainly. Um, they have got a platform that's got this um, license from the Reserve Bank of Europe. Um, and uh, what we've done is we're, we're linked with cryptocurrency and gold. The reason that's relevant is because the, the backers are also very, very open to yes. renewable energy. So yeah. what I do is I follow the money. I get the backers and I, I, I come up with a structure, whether it's a hedge fund, a VC fund or whatever, uh, I do joint ventures, and basically I'm a deal maker. Really, I start with the themes and then work out the deal. So when it comes to renewable energy, we we need to be efficient. We mm. need to have government backing. You mm. need to understand the jurisdictions. Uh, you need to understand the savings. The catch with renewable energy is there's quite a long lead-in time. 
It's quite okay. expensive to to invest in the in the capital. The capital infrastructure is expensive, and really, you're looking at the return over a minimum of ten years. Right. So, so I can't put all my money into renewable. But mm. what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to focus these investments back into renewable, so that every investment contributes something towards global warming. Right. Plant planting of trees, the reforestation of the Amazon, etc. These are themes that sometimes if I can't do it, I contribute to or, or have my investors contribute to charities and other um, foundations that are also involved with renewable. So what it does as well, it's very good for PR, it's very good for your reputation, and it's very good to give back, give yeah. back to the world yeah. and society. And I believe every corporate should actually have some CSR responsibility. It's, it's a corporate social responsibility has to be given and has to be contributed by the corporate. Um, of course, it is in each individual's responsibility as well. But if corporates will jump, the employees will jump and it goes down to the nitty gritty and the individual level very fast. So it's really great work you have been doing in this area. I really appreciate it. What kind of investment strategy should individual pursue in the current scenario? Do you think the focus should be real estate, healthcare, et cetera, for emer emerging tech like quantum physics? Yeah, it's a great question. And I put a tick next to all those points uh, you've mentioned. You've obviously gone through my LinkedIn profile because uh, they're the areas that we're concentrating on. But I'll go through each one individually. I am a little concerned about real estate in certain pockets around the world. The main reason being is there's no doubt about it, we're in an asset bubble. It's just a, a question of when it's going to burst. Why, why is it extended? Mainly because of uh, the printing of money, fiat, and therefore my interest in cryptocurrency. Secondly, uh, it's, it's to do with low interest rates. Thirdly, it's, it's a super boom. So this boom's extended. So you know, one, any asset class that is likely to be affected by depreciating or the bursting of the bubble, I'm wary of. And one of those is real estate. The other one is equities, um, but th there's ways of investing in these markets, and I don't think you should walk away from these markets. Right. Some of the advantages of property is leverage. Also, mm -hmm. you can add value, and there's capital gains. And in Australia, for example, there's a capital gains free component for your own home. So, yeah. one, don't ignore property full stop. Yeah. But do not overgear in property while there's low interest rates. In my opinion, you should be lightening up during this boom over the next few years with your property exposure. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. And yeah. don't be just in residential because the yields in residential are low. Look at commercial. Be countercyclical. Take advantage of COVID-19. In COVID-19, commercial um, rents have plummeted. There are a lot of uh, properties are vacant. Take advantage of that. What I'm recommending to people is buying up commercial property and then converting it into residential. Hello? Great idea. Okay. <laughs> right. Interesting. So that's property. Um, equities, pre-IPO, US companies I'm very pro, mainly because I've got good contacts there uh, in Wall Street, but also yeah. it's the biggest market in the world. There's a, the, the best capital market in the world. There's the best liquidity in the world. So I get into, into companies like, for example, we've, we've invested in Starlink. I'm huge on SpaceX. Anything um, Elon Musk touch, touches, basically, I'm a huge fan of. Why he's so smart, why he's demanding, why he sets, uh, he's incredibly ambitious and he's got a proven track record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so equities pre-IPO, absolutely. Why? Because you've got an inbuilt capital gain mostly if you back uh, a, a big uh, unicorn-type company for an IPO. It's a safe investment. It's likely to grow well. Some really good examples are Apple, 
um, uh, Amazon, Facebook, Google, they're all, all pre-IPO companies, some that, that I saw years ago. Um, and recently, you know, you've got those, those companies I've mentioned, uh, and there's many, many more. Facebook was a good one. It was involved with the grey market uh, yeah. in 2010 for that. So mm. there's some examples there. Um, you mentioned uh, quantum. Yes. You, you want to be cutting edge. You want to be a step ahead of the rest. Quantum's the, the future, um, number one. Number two, artificial intelligence that you can't overlook, which I mentioned earlier, robotics. You've got to be into these areas. Really, it's a case of the new, new thing, futuristic. To have some money in what's going to grow, what's likely to be a big theme is very smart. To have some money from value investing, which is Warren Buffett-type investing, which is understanding the company, understanding the company's intrinsic value, understanding the value of the company, and then investing in a company that's overlooked, a company that's undervalued in a sector that's overlooked. So there's there's a bit of an overview on that area. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course, it is a general advice for the people like it don't follow. They are more nitty gritty. So I would recommend reach out to the Nicholas, um, you know, on those sections. But yeah, it is a great tip here, which you are telling people if they want to get into the investment area, and it will be a great to hear this story and, you know, follow some of the ideas. And if they want more detail, reach out to the Nicholas. What is in your word describes the difference between Asian, US and Europe? investment practices which is the best practice to adopt in your view well i can't say the best but i find the easiest is the us and i'll go through each of them i'm not only in us i'm across all of those over over the uh career i um, started in asia i'll outline each one with asia um there's things i like about it things i don't like about it what i like about it is the number of billionaires that are growing so asia including india uh, there's no doubt about it. These are the areas that are growing. Um, India is is leading the the economic growth uh, as far as the large nations. You know, with a population of 1.3 to 1.4 billion, it's a no-brainer. So, in, in respect to Asia, one of the challenges is transparency. Mm. Transparency, integrity, um, the accounting uh, is of concern sometimes. So, what my suggestion with um, Asia is you go for the multinationals, you go for the big companies, you go for the yeah. companies that have to be transparent. Companies yeah. that have floated on the US are a good way because they're forced uh, to provide um, extremely good accounting and reporting. Right. Okay? So, yeah. so, so with Asia, that's the snapshot. The other thing with Asia, it's boom bust. Yeah. So when, when, when those markets sell off, they sell off very, very aggressively. So mm-hmm. you must get your timing right. And you must be long-term with Asia. You've got to be very, very patient. You've got to buy when nobody else wants to. Yeah, so yeah. Buy, buy the dips with Asia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Europe, different animal again. Europe, I love certain parts of Europe. Israel, mm. okay? Some could say that's the Middle East. But mm. Israel, Scandinavia, Germany. Why? Yeah. Germany, first of all, very, very good technology, masterful engineers, extreme good attention to detail, yeah. disciplined with their management. One of the biggest economies in the world. Okay, certainly the biggest in Europe. Yeah. Big tick for Germany. Also, they speak English, would help, which helps someone like me. Yeah. Number one. Number two. I do like Switzerland as well. It's a safe haven. There's some very good health companies that are actually based there, and they've got some very good funds backing. So they've got good access to capital generally. I mentioned Israel. Why? Technology, brilliant. Some of the best startups in the world. Absolute genius when it comes to technology. And same applies to India. India and Israel, I'm huge on startups for technology. India, particularly with SaaS, um, 
Israel, particularly for high-level technology, cryptocurrency, um, fintech, very, very good. Yeah. Um, and, and Scandinavia, gaming and also, um, amazingly, um, green and um, renewable energy, uh, extremely good Scandinavia. So yeah. the, thing, the thing with Europe, I do like Europe a lot, uh, mm-hmm. but, again, uh, they don't have the same liquidity um, because you've got things like the DAX, which is the, um, the German uh, stock market. UK is good too. The UK is going through a tough run. I believe the UK would, would have some very, very good opportunities in those fallen blue chips. I think that market's underrated. Then yeah. moving on to the US, obviously liquidity, access to capital, biggest market in the world, biggest stock market in the world. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Why? Yeah. Any of the big companies, even some of the Asian companies, even some of the European companies will float there. So yeah. for me, it, it makes a lot of sense. When it comes to technology, when it comes to um, uh, social media, when it comes to artificial intelligence, um, the US and China are world leaders. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of, uh, in that sense, like the, all the markets are actually have their different areas. If you can identify which country to choose for what particular area will be a great way to start with, I think, um, according to your recent uh, details you have given. And that's like digital payment is an emerging sector. What are the companies or countries that one should look for development cues in, the, in this regard? Yeah, this one's going to be interesting for you guys. No doubt about the United States, but um, also we've got places like Malta, um, the Ukraine, amazingly. Um, basically, Eastern Europe is extremely s- strong in this space. They're very, very good in cryptocurrency. They're very good in blockchain. This is where it's all headed. Um, I can't emphasize it enough. We're right in the middle of a cryptocurrency blockchain boom, NFT boom. Um, don't underestimate those pockets of, of Europe. Um, I, I do think India is quite good on the in the fintech um, overseas yeah. transfer area. There's a lot of competition, very smart at the programming. Um, clearly, uh, parts of Asia as well, uh, particularly Singapore. Um, don't underestimate Australia, APT and also Zip. Very, very good companies expanding throughout the UK yeah. and, U- and USA. Yeah. So buy now, pay later. Um very good. Um, the Middle East, don't underestimate as well. The Middle East is getting extremely savvy when it comes to blockchain. Uh, they, they're uh, diversifying their, their oil interests across um, fintech and across multiple incomes and multiple asset classes now. So yeah. that's a big growth area. I hope that gives you a bit of an idea. Yeah, 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 definitely. And Middle East actually coming up with the new ideas with the, you know, advanced cities and all. And, you know, it's amazing to see the complete change happening from oil industry to this area. I mean, they have lived their era and they are still embracing it, but they're a good future to see that how Middle East is coming up in the altogether different aspects of the world, you know. It will be interesting to see. A lot of our money is from the Middle Eastern money diversifying across technology, tech, uh, telecommunications, uh, renewable energy, and, and uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency. So a very interesting trend. 
Yeah. And I believe that Middle East is, it's not new. It's not new. It is happening. I have noticed that they have been actually a huge investor in the European market and Singaporean market from the couple of the countries of Middle East actually investing into the construction industry and all. And they have made good, good, you know, fortune in there and created a mark in there as well. And now they are shifting their angle in here. Very good shift of their, you know, the thought process, you know, so you are so right. We should not underestimate the Middle East <laughs> when it comes to the tech market and future market. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. It's an honor talking to you. It was a lot of insight in a very short span of time. So if people want to reach you out and wants your suggestion or service, how they can reach you out? Yeah, well, my niche, thanks for asking that, uh, Priya. Um, my niche is private clients who usually, let's face it, they're either ultra high net worth or high net worth. They want someone who can give them a hands-on customised approach, mm -hmm. but starting starting with the macroeconomic and working down. So to reach out to me, I use my LinkedIn profile, which is my own name. Yeah. And the reason I do that is I keep it very customised. I don't yeah. want people coming through a website just being a number. Yeah. Okay. So this whole approach, the whole system I've I've worked out is I think it's very clever. I saw an opportunity in the marketplace where people want hands-on approach. The reason they don't go to JP Morgan or, or Goldman Sachs uh, and come to Nick King is simply because they want to remain anonymous. Yeah. That they want hands-on customized service. And guess what I do? I reach out to the big boys anyway and find the highest performing funds. The, the best fund managers, and they love that one-to-one. -one. Uh, what I do is I ask these questions. One, what's your investment? Hmm. What's the, the amount of investment capital you're looking at? Two, what's your investment horizon? What's the period of time you want to invest? Hmm. Three, what's your risk profile? Would you Are you high risk? And, and four, what are the asset classes you understand? Because to, hmm. to, to quote Warren Buffett, never invest in anything you don't understand. So yeah. it's simple. Get on LinkedIn. You find my name, Nicholas King. We've got numerous funds. I'm not here to sell you guys. I'm here to help. Mm. Um, it's all about the, the buzz I get really is in helping other people become, become seriously wealthy by making wise decisions, keeping it fairly simple, giving them a high level of service. And it's, it's more about what I can do to help them and their needs than what they can do for me. I make some money along the way, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. So uh, that is actually the investor side. What if the people who are looking for the investment, like if they have right. idea and they want to be investors, so how will you? Even, even better. We've got a whole deal, deal flow system. I've yeah. got a huge amount of deal flow. I can't deal with all of it. So what happens is I'm on certain platforms and those platforms help you match an investor to the project. So what, ha what happens is you mention what projects you're interested in, what asset classes you're interested in, and you're matched up via our team. Yeah. If you don't get me matching them up, you'll have one of our team matching it up. And, you know, it's a case of um, do you want to invest with Elon Musk? Great. No. I've, got, I've got my um, brokers around the world that can line that up for you. Do you no. want to invest in, in alternative energies or, or renewable energy? Fantastic. We've got that major fund. We've got our, our different projects that we um, can recommend. Right. Okay. 
All right. So great. Thank you so much. And if people wants to reach out, I am guessing that you are more of the investment side. And if people have the idea, it, it will go through the all pitch deck options and people can reach out to you through the pitch deck. And if you like the idea, you will think about if the investors can match up or not. Yeah. I, I, the reason I use LinkedIn, I like to keep it simple. People can get on LinkedIn. They can see what I'm about. They can see what the focus is. Uh, they reach out. It's, it's done very efficiently. And I really appreciate your time, Priya. Fantastic. Thank you, Thank you so much. It has been, it's been a delight. It's, I'm delighted and I'm an honor to have that you know, detail of your insight. We'll be in touch anyway. We have a lot to discuss, but thank you so much for today. It was an, a pleasure and honor. And all your details will be given below the description. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and we have the link of LinkedIn. Please connect with the Nicholas on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, everyone. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. See ya. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also, you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.